Hello, earbuds, and welcome to Analyze Gelb, the gelb that just can't gelb itself. Um, <laughs> I am your host, obviously, Hannah Gelb, and uh, it's just me today because I have been saying I would do a solo episode since, um, uh, well, I've been saying it for about 15 months. So here we go. Uh, sit back, relax. Today you can expect me talking about my mental health. Uh, hilarious. Um, answering some uh, wonderful questions that were put to me on Twitter. And uh, probably a lot of random uh, rambling about uh, various topics. So if you're into that, please enjoy. so much for joining me on this special edition of Handleize This, Handleize Gelb. Um, so yes, let's do a mental health check-in. Um, I have been feeling pretty terrible. I feel a lot better today. I think that's because, um, it's Tuesday and I'm taking Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday off. <laughs> So things are looking up. Um, and also, I'm I'm excited that I'm finally doing this. That feels good. And it's no, uh, it's so nice to talk to you all. But um, yeah, I'm coming up on some weird milestones. Um, this coming August will be five years at my job, which I as you all know, do not like very much. Um, and I know Heather Haverleski would say there's no reason to look at that fact through the lens of shame and say, make up some story about how I am deficient and that is why I've been there for five years, but it is difficult to not do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, especially when you get up into your mid-30s, it's, you just, the years just speed by, and it's uh, really scary to just kind of realize that time will pass, time will not wait for you, it will not wait while you are trying to learn how to deal with your issues or relationships or whatever. It just keeps going. And if it takes you until you're 46 to, you know, get your shit together, <laughs> there's really nothing you can do about that. I guess that's uh, not a problem. But, um, yeah, I, it's, uh, in my department at my job, there have been other people my age who have come and gone. They usually stay like 2.5 to 3 years and then they were like, wow, I don't like this. I'm going to leave. And I was like, you know, I don't like this. I'm just going to stay here for half a decade. Boom, boom, boom. So it's really hard to not ask myself, what is wrong with me? Which I know is not a productive question. 
Um, I've also been just beset with internal conflict. I'm having a very hard time. So coming up on this five years, I'm putting all this pressure on myself to change. And like, if I, uh, you know, my birthday is so... (laughs) My five years is on August 29th, and my birthday is September 3rd. So I have now horribly linked those two things, you know, I'm like Bo Burnham in Inside, where he's like, I don't want to turn 30 while I finish this. And I'm like, I don't want to turn 36 and not have a plan to get out of this job. Um, Yeah. So I'm I'm just shocked that I'm turning 36. Honestly, I I don't uh think anyone um really prepares you for just uh how shocking time is. It's actually kind of heartbreaking. I think a lot of adult life is allowing yourself to grieve for all the time you've lost. Uh is that just me being a depressed person? I don't know, but I think, yeah, periodic time grief. Um, and I feel I've been, I've been off course. I can, I can name very few times in my life when I have felt incredibly centered, incredibly powerful in myself. And they have been very few. And mostly I've just been confused and angry and sad. Um, And the pain of like being off course for so long is really deep. And I find it very frustrating talking to friends or family about it. Because I don't think... Okay, maybe it is useless and stupid to feel... Uh, sad or, I don't know, like embarrassed about your life, but that doesn't mean you don't feel it. And I don't think anyone really understands the depth of like, uh, of how kind of humiliated I feel. (laughs) And maybe that's a very arrogant way to think. Like, who is humiliated? I, I, but I do. I, I feel like life is very humiliating. I mean, then that's probably a common experience. But anyways, okay. So this isn't going to just all be incredibly sad. Um, That's kind of what's been going on. And I'm just having a really hard time making decisions or thinking clearly. I'm kind of like every day is just, you know, thinking about these like big concepts and zooming way, way, way out on my whole life. And it's not very helpful. Um, So yeah, that's kind of where I am. I still have hope for the next couple decades. Things could, uh, things could, things can shift. Although I am reading in the news that, uh, you know, there are (laughs) horrible, horrible weather disasters all over the world. So that's hard as well. This is not a weather and science podcast, so I won't uh, won't get too much into that. But that's it's hard. Um, I wonder if y'all if y'all earbuds, how do you kind of deal with 
hope and following your dreams in the face of just absolute uh, the collapse of society and <laughs> and disaster. It's kind of hard to be like, you're gonna make it after all, when like, the you know, there won't be a New York anymore, because it's gonna be underwater. And then all those songs about New York will mean nothing. Okay, so I'm not crying, which means things are uh, okay. I think that's all of the very uh, sad, uh, depressing things for this particular episode. So I would like to move on to delightful questions that you guys sent to me a while ago. Oh, man. Okay, so I first tweeted on the Analyze Pod Twitter... Um, I'm thinking of doing a solo app. What do you guys want to hear? That was in September of 2020. So <laughs> it was a while ago. But everyone, uh, many people asked uh, lovely things. And what I love is that the majority of these questions are, how is your cat? And <laughs> Which really means this is better. Who... I cannot even imagine a better community of people to belong to. Um, Fiona is good. She is a splendid, just divine creature. Sometimes I look at her and I love her so much, I, I feel like I'm going to die. Like, I don't know what to do. I just, I give her many, many kisses every day. Um, and she uh, brings me life. She has had a little bit of trouble with some fleas lately but we're getting that under control and I also very much enjoy combing them out and destroying them with my thumbnail so you know healthy and uh she is a little overweight I took her to the vet and they said she needs to lose a pound so I'm thinking of losing a pound in solidarity with her (laughs) But I, this was a little while ago. I have not been able to bring myself to put her on a diet or anything. Um, I can deny her nothing. Um, so yeah, if you guys have also had, uh, overweight kitties, let me know what you did. Um, you know, she gets to run around outside and, and, uh, I, I don't know. Um, she's just a rolly kitty. So that is how Fiona's doing. Next, um, one of my favorite questions that was asked was asked by a middle-aged nerd. And he says, Gelby, what would you do if there was no bread? I eat too much bread, but I think if it weren't for bread, I would just walk into the sea and never come back. (laughs) I mean, okay, first of all, uh, I love this energy. I also threaten to walk into the sea and never come back a few times a week. Um, I love how much you love bread, middle-aged nerd. That's beautiful. Hold on to that. The fact that you can love anything is so important. Uh, if there was no bread, gosh, in this scenario, have I never known bread or is all the bread gone? And I miss it. 
man, I'm just thinking about, you know, dipping a nice crusty bread in olive oil and vinegar. I would probably be pretty sad if there was no bread. But I would be more sad if there was no pastries. Like, if I knew pastry and then there was no more pastry, that would be, that would be pretty hard. That would honestly be very, very hard. <sighs> okay, let's see. Uh, next excellent question by, this was asked by Dustin Muse. Would you want a sequel series of Sailor Moon featuring Chibisa or even a prequel featuring the Moon Kingdom before Princess Serenity is born? And to that I say, both, both. I think we could have a sequel that's kind of about, okay, you know how in the past, Sailor Moon is the princess of the moon and her mom is Queen Selenity. So what if we had a series that was about Queen Selenity and her bow, which I'm assuming she has a bow because <laughs> Sailor Moon is born somehow. Um, and like Usagi could be a baby or Princess Serenity would be a baby. So it would be like this prequel but about raising Princess Serenity and maybe like, like facing some big bads, some like huge ancient big bads that we could like pull out of the like moon galaxy universe lore and like, you know, how uh, like Usagi or uh, Princess Serenity grows up and is like, oh my God, I'm going to be Neoqueen Serenity one day. Whoa. And, uh, oh, maybe we could get, like, a multiverse element in there so we could get, like, different futures going on that we could explore. Kind of like a what if Marvel, you know what I mean? Like, what if Queen Beryl had never tried to attack the moon and Queen Serenity never had to send Princess Serenity to Earth to wake up in the future as a human, like, would she just be on the moon still chilling? Uh, you know, fascinating. I mean, I could, I could go all day. Anybody, hey, if you know what, if you work in TV and you're trying to write this, please hit me up. Um, but I think also, I like how, Dustin, that you say, would you want a sequel series of Sailor Moon featuring Shibuya? Um, I don't think the sequel has to really focus on Shibuya. I think we could do, I think we could do, let's say, okay, Usagi is Queen Serenity, I believe a thousand years in the future, and uh, she's ruling Crystal Tokyo, and Shibuya is her daughter. So let's do like a thousand years after that, and it's like super super like uh space like multi-dimensional like robot crystal fighting does that make sense <laughs> basically what i want are you know outfit changes so everyone gets like a super like kind of like power rangery but like cool kind of like a neon genesis evangelion like uh mecha anime but Sailor Moon, way, way, way in the future. 
And then we can really kind of explore how Sailor Cosmos comes to be and her whole thing and like Sailor Galaxia and how like just like really like explore all the like exoplanets and all the sailors out there because there's so many. Oh, man, what a great show. What a great show. Did I tell you guys that my my good friend Tripti was like, uh, is my daughter old enough to watch Sailor Moon? And I was like, yes, 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 yes. Yes, she is. It's the greatest show in the world. And then she said to me, this is the most responsive text conversation I've ever had in my entire life. So, you know, if you're ever hanging out with me and I'm like kind of spacing out, just bring up Sailor Moon. Um, I think we should probably take a break. And just uh, marinate in uh, Sailor Moon lore. So uh, I will see you guys after this. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. like to address a few things after listening to what I just recorded. Number one is I'm going to try very hard to not make that clicky sound with my tongue that I seem to do every other word. Trying very hard to not do it right now. Oh my god, I just did it! (laughs) Okay, I'll try to limit it to once per every 10 minutes or so. (gasps) Okay, here we go. The second thing I would like to address is uh, looking back or um, listening to what I said about a Sailor Moon prequel and sequel. First of all, I the when I was talking about the prequel, I forgot to say prequel and I said sequel. So I hope that was not confusing for everybody. When I was talking about uh, learning more about Queen Selenity and how she raised Usagi and Usagi growing up on the moon as Princess Serenity, that's the prequel idea. I find (laughs) it's very important everyone is clear on this. And thinking more about the sequel that's... um, Ugh, clicky noise. It's 2,000 years in the future. I think what I'm kind of envisioning is a sort of Star Trek-ish Sailor Moon where we're still on the moon uh, in Crystal Tokyo and everything's great, you know, uh, everyone's thriving, but 
uh, Queen Serenity and her noble band of warriors, as we know, Mars, Jupiter, Venus, Mercury, uh, occasionally need to hop on the rainbow crystal jet and fly around and visit other planets, maybe to do some uh, philanthropy, um, maybe just for exploration, maybe because they have to, uh, uh, you know, take a tyrant out, something like that. However, it would still have the charm of the original animated series. So it wouldn't be all serious and geopolitical, uh, obviously. But I think it would. I would like to see the sort of uh, daily, kind of, mm, maybe not the daily life. I would like to see Mars, Mercury, Jupiter, and Venus have some love affairs. We haven't really gotten to see that, like, fully fleshed out. I mean, you know, it's always about Princess Serenity and Endymion and then Usagi and Mamoru and, like, their eternal love that uh, reigns supreme for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. But I really kind of want to see what um, Ami is like in a relationship, you know? Anyways, I think I have exhausted this topic. (laughs) But I am... Probably going to, you know, doodle uh, a picture of the rainbow crystal Quinjet that the future sailor soldiers use. And if you want to do the same, please do and take a picture and send it to me because I need that in my life. So now I would like to take a moment to share a few inspiring and helpful things since I opened with uh, just a litany of miseries, which I am wont to do. I don't have a talent. I just feel like I really don't have the talent for not being miserable. Is that, is that silly? (laughs) I just think I was kind of, well, no, I was born very, I was born actually, and I was like, la, 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 la immediately. Apparently I came out and I wasn't crying. I was just like, hello, it is me. I am 10 weeks early and tiny. Um, so, ugh, would love to get back to that mindset. But here are, here are two things that I'm finding helpful today. One is this quote from Hafiz, which I actually posted on the Hanalei's pod Twitter, which is, fear is the cheapest room in the house. I would like to see you live in better conditions. Ah, isn't that great? I think I am so often overwhelmed with fear that I forget. It can just be so overwhelming and so... It kind of becomes like the only thing I can sense. And I forget that it's okay to be filled with fear, but it it doesn't mean you can't do anything. And I did read that book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, like 10 years ago. Let me sum it up for you. (laughs) You don't really have to read it. You can just live by the title, which is Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. I feel I have been forgetting that. I need to possibly 
paint a huge mural on my bedroom wall and uh, have it say that because I need a constant reminder. And man, it's true. Fear is the cheapest room in the house. It's so boring. It's the same every day. It makes life so gray and thin. And I want to move to the fucking big room. Uh, You know, the big bedroom with the bay window with the beautiful magnolia tree outside. And the house is in Santa Cruz. I just... I just chose that for myself. (laughs) So yes, remember, feel the fear and do it anyways, even if it's terrifying. Another thing that I'm finding very helpful is actually from my horoscope (laughs) a few weeks ago. And it's from uh, the wonderful space goddess uh, Chani Nichols. I hope I am pronouncing her name correctly. And at the very end of this horoscope, it says, trying to hold too tightly to the image you had of yourself or the image others have of you cannot bring the world closer to repair. Trust that being true to yourself is also being true to the whole of creation. And you guys can't see me right now, but I am pointing my index finger emphatically and uh, <laughs> I am tapping out every word of that sentence with my index finger. Um, I'm finding that very helpful because, as I was saying earlier, I've just I've been feeling very conflicted and out of touch with myself. I'm having a hard time making decisions of any kind. And sometimes I honestly think it would just be easier to do the easiest thing, (laughs) you know, just work at this job, just live in this town just accept it for what it is just try and be as happy as possible i mean that's why i get confused isn't that isn't that possible couldn't i choose to do that but it's not well i've i guess that's not a very productive line of thought so i'm trying to remember when that comes up nah, change the channel but this is so helpful because We so often think that if we're following our dreams or, you know, taking care of ourselves, that we're being selfish and hurting others, but you're actually helping everybody and you're helping the whole world and all of creation. If you're moving closer to your truth and beauty, then you're helping the whole world move closer to truth and beauty. And hopefully there's still time for that before New York is underwater. And I'm sorry for bringing that up again, (laughs) but it's very, do we have any literature on, uh, how how do we, how do we place all of these kinds of things in the context of a climate crisis and total societal collapse? Uh, Probably not that helpful. 
probably not a very productive line of thinking. I am not a Nobel Prize winner. I don't know how to solve all the world's problems, and I shouldn't even try. That would be very arrogant. Well, that's probably enough of me gnawing on my anxieties and fears that I've been gnawing on for like 20 years <laughs> talking about on this podcast for three years. Uh, but there is hope. There is hope, my friends. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this. And um, I wanted to close with uh, something happy and uplifting. And uh, many of you asked about my banjo lessons. And I wanted to say they are going very well. I love the banjo. I love the banjo. I think this might be the first time I ever said that out loud. <laughs> I'm holding my banjo right now. It's actually kind of resonating when I yell. Um, yeah. uh, I wanted to uh, mention this wonderful Pete Seeger song slash animation called The Foolish Frog from 1971. Uh, Y'all know Pete Seeger? Pete Seeger's the fucking best. Or I don't think they make humans like him anymore. First of all, he was like nine feet tall. He, like, always spoke as if he was delivering an address to the entire nation. He just had the most amazing, like, the way he carried himself. And, like, he just was so, he believed in his convictions so much. And they were good. They were always about helping people and bringing music to everyone. He always wanted, he would always sing the lyrics he would say the lyrics to the crowd so that they could sing along with him because he was always saying music is not something that belongs to pop stars it's everyone's our ancestors would sing songs when they were walking on long journeys or they were pedaling in boats or they were growing vegetables and we need more singing and i agree we need more singing in general life if I'm in a Trader Joe's and freaking Brightside comes on, I want to start singing that and I want everyone to sing along. I know everyone knows the lyrics to that song and just think about what a great, wouldn't that be so great? It's like the end of the day, you're all tired and from capitalism and you're like picking up some cookie butter to try and numb yourself to the pain of existence. And then Brightside comes on, Mr. Brightside, and everyone starts singing, you would be so rejuvenated. It would be like the whole, it would be like going from black and white to full color. Anyways, um, yes. Also, Pete Seeger would be like, Today I'm going to tell you a story about a kitty named Francis. Yes, so here's a little ditty for you guys. I cannot sing and play at the same time, but here it is. Um, thank you so much for listening to this chaotic rambling. Uh, please do say hi to me on Twitter at HanalyzePod. Uh, you can send me messages. I did want to mention, I didn't realize that there were all these messages waiting. Um, so if you <laughs> sent something to us and you have not gotten a response, that is why. And I will be checking those today. Um... And I'll uh, talk to you guys in the future. Please relax and enjoy the sweet sounds of the banjo. Bye.